according to this, we're live. Woo! I know that Sergeant Campbell is joining me shortly, so I'm moving the, the wide-angle lens. Hey, everybody, good morning. It is Wednesday, November 1st, and we're here. Talking about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff like we do every day. And uh, thank you for coming to join us. If you're watching this, it means you're here. If you're not watching as well, I'm not talking to you. Uh, exciting things today, I hope, if it all works. Uh, we will see very shortly. Oh, maybe it's not working. Well, that's disappointing. TikTok isn't connected, which means I need to do something to make it work. Stand by. Unable to connect. Why? Well, let's just set it up again, shall we? Add channels. And this is probably, it probably means it's not going to work the way it was. Oh, it is working the way it was. Okay, hang on a second. We got to fix this, and then I'm going to pretend we didn't say anything and start all over again. Uh, I was trying to trying to be all fancy and get it all working before. And then we go here. Setting it up. Did I do it right? I think I typed it right. Okay, let's see if it worked. And if it doesn't save, I need to add an ampersand. See, yesterday we went on the air with, uh, with AM640. Did it work? It, maybe? Possibly? Save? Did it work? I'm waiting for TikTok to show up on the screen. And if it works, it means we're going to be able to get messages um, through. It's working! Someone sent me a message on, on, on uh, Instagram. Well, TikTok's just, just going live, so uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe I can do it this way. I'll test it myself. Boy, this is going smooth, isn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to try and send a message to myself to see if it works. And what am I talking about? Well, as of yesterday, the very first time I've seen this, uh, I was able to get a message from the live on TikTok and, uh, and, and see it on, on Restream, which is really, really exciting for me, even if it's not exciting for anybody else. Uh, traffic, here we go which means we may not have moderators going forward because it'll just work. Testing, here we go, testing. Did it work, did it work, did it work? Oh, come on. It's not working yet, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how this is. Maybe I need to, uh... anyway, we'll see what happens. Good morning, everybody, uh, <laughs> let's try this again. Uh, how do I report pest control company? It doesn't have marked vehicles. Yeah, it's totally not working. Can I edit this? Maybe I can fix it. This is how the sausage is made. Sometimes it does not work well. Uh, it says streaming, so that means I can't edit it. But it should... Did, did, no, I don't know. It was so cool yesterday. It worked perfectly. I was, I was bragging about the fact... Uh, thank you, Chase, for, for testing it. I guess I'm going to be doing the looking back and forth thing because uh, I, I I told the moderator that they, they don't need to be here. It, it works, and, and it's not working. Oh, well. It worked when I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm disappointed. It's working so good. Anyway, moving on. Uh, if you know about what we do here, uh, that's great. If you don't know, let me explain it to you. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service talking about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff. I do that on a whole bunch of different platforms. Uh, the platforms before you, yes, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter, now only referred to as Twitch. No, it's not Twitch. X, so close to Twitch. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're there, 
Uh, if you're anywhere but X, you can you can ask us questions. Uh, I can't explain why TikTok is not working out. Maybe it's because it was so new. It was just it was just working by accident. Yeah, that's I'm going to believe that that's what the case is. Anyway, uh, if you want to ask a question on uh, using X, just go to trafficcop.ca and get links to all of our platforms, and then you can ask us on YouTube. Hmm. Yeah, I wish there was a way I could fix this. But there doesn't appear to be. So we're going to move on, and I'm just going to be, you know, focused on why isn't it working for the rest of the show. Stephen Bell, hi, good morning, Sean. Well, hi, good morning, Stephen. Uh, Tim Shallow says, hi, good morning, and uh, good morning to you, too. Uh, we have Evandro, who says, good morning, your Brazilian fan is watching again. Good morning to you, Evandro. And uh, uh, we got Sean Chen, who says, good morning. Good morning to you, too. Uh, let's see here. Big Jeff Fresh is going to lurk on Twitch today because YouTube isn't letting me have pop-outs. And my magical wife is uh, is here to moderate because she obviously saw that it's not working. So uh, thank you, thank you for, for joining in. Uh, if you've got questions, that means on TikTok, it won't re rely on me simply turning my head. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. Because now we've got, uh, you know, assistance, backup as it were. Let's see here. Zombie says, good morning. Good morning to you, too. And Michael says, still need chat moderation. It's true. Well, moderation from the purpose, for the purposes of, of taking, you know, uh, evildoers out of the chat. That, that we need. Uh, Ian says, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, sir. Chase says, good morning. Uh, sorry, good morrow, Constable Shapiro. Petition for the camo epaulets. Wrong department. Again, looked at them in, the, in my locker. Uh, but I don't think that they're they're approved this year. I might be wrong. If I see others wearing them, I will most certainly uh, represent. Uh, interesting. So question from Ian about collection agents continuing to call you for an old debt, even though you tell them not to call again, asking for a friend. I don't know what the rules are about that. Um, honestly, I don't. Uh, it's a good question, but I don't have an answer for you. I apologize for not knowing stuff and things about collection agencies. Uh, anyone else see the Dubai Halloween drone show? I did not see that. But if you have links, share them and we'll check it out later. Uh, Dale G on YouTube says, hello, officer. You're live on TikTok too? Question mark. We're live on all the platforms. I say all the platforms. It's not really all. It's specifically the ones on your screen now. Uh, we're there. And we actually, this all sort of started because of TikTok. All the other platforms are because we were so popular on TikTok that we wanted to be on all the platforms for those who you know, didn't identify as TikTok audience. Uh, we've got 633,000 followers on TikTok, uh, far less on all the other platforms, but we're still here uh, because we wanna be here for everybody. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, let's see here. Was TikTok didn't work yesterday? Uh, oh, we've got Red Tushka who says, uh, hello, they're a paramedic in Quebec. How you doing? Okay. TikTok did work yesterday. It was working actually so well that all of the chat messages from TikTok were showing up in Restream, and I don't know why it's not working today. But I'm disappointed. Uh, let's see here. What's the, uh, what's the rule for towing trailers with a 2,500 diesel? Do I need an annual? It depends on what the weight is. And um, when Sergeant Campbell joins us, we can, I'll flag this for later. We'll have Sergeant Campbell talk about it because I can't seem to get that information to actually stick in my noodle. It just, I, yeah. Not something that I, that I speak about frequently enough that it actually has stuck. Okay. 
if I'm a pro, okay, here we go. If I'm approaching a turning lane and it's full, can I block the lane until it opens up? I'm, I'm not entirely sure what you're asking. When you say you're approaching a turning lane, like you're in lane uh, one and the turning lane is to your left, and can you stay in lane one blocking before you can enter the, the area? If there's no way for you to get over, then that would make sense. There's nowhere for you to go. Uh, nothing that I'm aware of that forces you to continue moving forward when you're waiting to turn. It's, it's annoying. It causes traffic uh, issues, but uh, I, I don't think there's anything that prevents you from doing it. Would a charge of unnecessary, uh, for, uh, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, interfering with traffic be appropriate? I don't think so. Uh, Drive-through phone apps, is that a chargeable offense? So apps for ordering and, and going through the, you know, the, the Timmy's drive-through and getting your points? No, because distracted driving only applies when you are on the highway, on the actual road. Uh, people want to know about Uber drivers using their phone? We'll talk about that in a second. Before we do that, I, uh, I got so distracted, I forgot to talk about uh, uh, Vision Zero, so we'll do that very quickly. Also, hope everyone had a really safe and happy Halloween. And um, it was it was what, ghosts and ghouls everywhere. A little bit chilly, but it was it, I think it was a good night. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, dentists who are happy about the, happy or unhappy, I'm not entirely sure, about the amount of uh, candy that was ingested last night. Either way, it's November 1st, and uh, Vision Zero Enforcement Officers are spending time in 22 Division and 51 Division today. Those are the neighborhoods of Etobicoke West Mall, Queensway, uh, St. Jamestown, Cabbage Town, Riverdale, Church and Young, neighborhoods where real people deserve to be safe and uh we put these posts as to where our officers are going to spend time every single day. We post it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all those places. I can lower my, my desk now. Whee! Uh, the deal is that they are out there trying to change driver behavior one ticket at a time. How do they do this and what do they focus on? Well, they do it with by doing all the work that they, by spending the time, by paying attention, being focused on, and the only thing that they do is Highway Traffic Act offenses, and they focus on speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. Those are the offenses that uh, lead to serious injury and death on the roads, and no injury or death is acceptable. And all collisions are avoidable, preventable. It's about changing driver behavior. Uh, people try and say it's nothing that uh, can be changed, and uh, it's road construction only, or it's driver only, or it's pedestrian behavior only. It's actually a complicated situation involving everybody. Uh, what do we got here? Okay, so the question that I, I left off with was this one. Can Uber drivers use their phones while driving? And the answer is no, they can't. There's no exemption, no permission. Uh, they are not cab drivers, and cab drivers can't use their phones. They can use a dedicated device uh, that issues them a, uh, a, a situation, a, a command where they're going, but they can't type a letter to mom on their phone. Absolutely not. Uh, and nor can Uber drivers accept a fare while they're driving. They have to be legally parked. So find a parking lot where you can legally stop, park, and otherwise wait for direction, and then take your, your next event and go to it. Uh, but the belief that you should be able to drive around and use your phone is not accurate. It is not legal. Okay. What is this? Can cars? Stephen Bell wants to know if can cars box in another car in a parking lot just wondering it? What, what do you mean? Like, can you park in such a way that nobody can get out of their parking spot? Why, why, why would someone want to do that? I'm not, not following. Not picking up what you're putting down, uh, Stephen. 
uh, I started to read Michael, or say Michael, because I was reading Michael. If I was at a four-way stop multi-lane, I want to make a left, and the car on the other side of the road wants to make a right onto the same road, can we proceed at the same time if we stop together? Well, you should not be going at the same time. Uh, a four-way stop, the person on the right should go first. Well, oddly enough, if you're opposing, you're, you're both sort of to the right of each other. One person should be going first, and the other person should be going next. Uh, whoever starts, the other person goes after. It's as simple as that. Uh, nobody should be traveling at the same time. Can you talk about how to act when you see an emergency vehicle approaching? If you see emergency vehicles, lights and sirens active, you're required to pull over. Uh, and if it's a undivided highway, everybody pulls over and stops. If it's a divided highway and the, uh, the other vehicle is in oncoming traffic on the other side of a barrier, then you don't have to pull over. Uh, it's the same thing for school buses. If the school buses stop with its lights on and, and, and stop bar out, uh, you can't pass it. If, it, if it's a uh, if it's a undivided highway, it's in both directions. If it's a divided highway, it's can't pass it from the rear going forward because the, the traffic on the other side of the divider isn't affected. Okay, please remind people what to do at crosswalks and intersections with traffic lights. I can do that. Crosswalks at intersections, you are required to yield to pedestrians, which means if they're lawfully in the road, you have to wait until they're past you. Now, if there is a, we call a crosswalk, a, a crossing guard on the road with their stop sign, you cannot go even after they pass you. You have to wait until everybody's off the roadway. Uh, otherwise, uh, no crossing guard means once they've passed you, you're no longer required to yield to them because they're past you, going the direction away from you. And then you can proceed. Now, if you are crossing a PXO, pedestrian crossover, you know, the one that has the lights and flashing, but it's not in relation to a signalized intersection, well, then you have to wait until all pedestrians are off the roadway, regardless of a crossing guard is there or not. Let's see this. What we got here? Aircraft patrol on highway. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. I don't know if I know anything about it. Uh... The Grinch says, good morning, everyone. Happy November 1st. 54 days till Christmas. Just a reminder. I saw the best video yesterday where it was, uh, I think it was a ghost running. And then uh, it was, you know, until Halloween. Halloween's over and he pulls the ghost uh, costume off and it was Santa Claus. Yes, we are in full Christmas mode now. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. May I have a frame for my license plate? Of course, not covering the number. Technically, no. You are not allowed to have a frame on your license plate. Can't do it. Not allowed to cover it at all, technically. Now, are we focused on that? Is that what we do out and spend our days looking for license plate frames? No. If you're not interfering with the, the legibility of your uh, plate, it's probably not an issue. But it's not legal. It's just unlikely that you'll be targeted. Uh, what is this? Oh, Dr. Nick said I missed a question. I will go back and have a look. I have a couple flagged. I have 14 questions flagged, actually. Uh, can a hybrid vehicle in the HOV lane with a single person? Okay, we'll talk about that. I'm flagging these and then going to the list. If a car hits from behind and pushes you into the vehicle in front, who's at fault? Okay, that's also a good question. Can you make U-turns anywhere? The answer is no, but we'll talk about it in just a moment. Uh, full Remembrance Day mode before Christmas, yes. Okay, let's go back to... This is a duplication... What rights do Canadians have during a traffic stop? What do you mean? If you're a driver, 
and you're being pulled over, you are obligated to surrender your license, ownership, and insurance upon demand uh, of a uh, police officer. You can be stopped to make sure that you're licensed, to make sure that you're insured, to make sure that you're sober, and to make sure that your vehicle is safe. If you uh, refuse, it's a problem. You have no right to refuse those things. You get charged. If you uh, fail to stop, that's a problem. You'll be charged. Possibly arrested. You're, you know, there's, there's problems with that too. Uh, failing to identify uh, is, is arrestable. If you are, uh, what else can I tell you about? If alcohol is uh, something that's being investigated, actually, even if there's no reason to believe that you have alcohol, but if the demand for uh, a breath sample, roadside screening device sample, uh, is made or roadside screening device demand is made, you're obligated to make a sample or provide a sample of your breath. Failing to do so will result in arrest for uh, refuse breath sample because we have something called mandatory alcohol screening. It came out a number of years ago, and you cannot refuse that, and it doesn't require suspicion of consumption. Everybody can get uh, this test upon uh, or, or just at any traffic stop or for any reason. What else can I tell you? Uh, passengers. If it's in relation to a vehicle stop and you're not being charged or investigated for a specific offense, you don't have to identify. But if you're not wearing your seatbelt or being investigated for not wearing your seatbelt or any other offense, then you do have to identify. So I think I've covered it all. I don't know where you were going with this, so I've tried to, to, to cover anything. If I've forgotten something, uh, let me know. Somebody else says, hey, you didn't talk about this other thing. Well, let's talk about it, but you got to bring it up. All right. We talked about drive through apps. Can uh, We talked about this. Why is it why is it duplicating? Duplicating stuff. All right. Can you... I was doing some weird things in Restream today. Talk about this. Okay. I think the next question in queue is this one. Aircraft patrol on highway, do you have any info about operations and why they are needed? What is aircraft patrol? Well, generally speaking, it is speed measurement from an aircraft. And in certain areas or large regions where there's less traffic, they can see uh, and, and, and do speed measurement from the air. And they do that by, uh, it used to be done by road markings. They'd have, there'd be a line, you'd cross it, they'd start a stopwatch, you'd cross the next line. When you got there, they'd be able to determine how fast you'd be going by basic math. Uh, and then you'd have an officer on the ground who would charge you for the offense based on the information provided by the officer in the aircraft. Now they have technology they can simply, with a, like a mouse, click on you, and then uh, and click on you again, or I, I've never actually used it. It's either click and drag or click and track. I don't know. Either way, they're able to determine your ground speed based on their uh, observations in the air. Why are they needed? Because people break the law. And there's not always places that are convenient for police to, uh, to set up for speed enforcement, but speed enforcement is absolutely necessary. Okay, we talked about flame, framing license plates already. Can a hybrid vehicle be in the HOV lane with a single person. If it's a plug-in hybrid and has a green set of plates, then yes. If you don't qualify for green plates that don't have green plates on the vehicle, uh, hybrid, simple hybrids do not qualify. It must be a plug-in hybrid capable of electric-only propulsion. Yes. Uh, boy, these questions, really weird stuff's going on. Um, okay, if a car hits from behind, and pushes you into the vehicle in front, who's at fault? Uh, it's the one bumper, too. So it, it really depends on the dynamics of the collision. If truly the car hits you and drives you into the car in front, uh, then that would not be uh, a situation that you caused. If, uh, you know, you, you got hit, and then you hit the person in front. 
Uh, and then, but if you got hit, if the person in front feels two bumps, you because they got uh, hit, and then the person behind them got hit. Well, that's two separate situations, and the person in the middle would be responsible. So it depends. Uh, I think I've described that properly. The one bump or two. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, and then the, so the, the in the the one bump situation uh, for the person in front. Okay, so if you but again, if you're truly being picked up, then the person in the back would be responsible for multiple impacts. Uh, can you make U-turns anywhere? No. Uh, there's a number of places that it's absolutely prohibited. And one of those places is on a bridge. For a bridge, other places, viaduct, tunnel, railway crossing, uh, crest of grade where there's no visibility, curve where there's no visibility. Those are places where it's absolutely prohibited, but it has to be done where it's safe and where it's not prohibited by sign. So there's a bunch of places where you cannot make U-turns, and U-turns are dangerous. Uh, I've had many people try and charge, uh, challenge me saying, no, they're not dangerous. A lot of collisions and a lot of fatalities are as a result of U-turns. That's why the caveat is it must be done safely. So if you ex execute it safely, well, then it was safe. And if you didn't, <laughs> it's not. Uh, but they, they are just generally a, uh, a lot of time in the road doing things that generally put people in the way of uh, getting in trouble and hurt. Okay. Talk about this. I keep seeing the same questions pop up. Um, okay, I can unflag this one, that one. Uh, there we go. Oh, so here's a good question. It's a, we've been getting this question a lot lately. Uh, tractor trailer or big rigs, are they maxed at 105 kilometers? They have a limiter on them. My understanding is they do. I've not received anything to say they're not, although I do see out-of-province vehicles that are going uh, faster than 105 and question if they've disabled it or if they're truly out-of-province. Uh, out and no hammer lane being, are they allowed in the passing lane? Uh, I was once upon a time told that uh, they can be in any lane unless it's prohibited by sign that was actually not correct because according to the hda they can't be in the passing lane in fact um it, if i'm not mistaken it's the two left lanes that uh, commer it's commercial motor vehicles uh, there was a discussion of uh, with sergeant campbell who just walked by and just yet to come in the room uh, so we'll leave this on the board and maybe talk about it again soon can you put your what does it say if you put your license plate in your front window is that illegal yes it's illegal not because it's in the front window, because it's not on the front of the vehicle. If it's an Ontario registered motor vehicle, it must be displayed on the front of the motor vehicle in a conspicuous place according to uh, the, the, the writing of the regulation. So front bumper, front grill, uh, front of the vehicle, not 50% in, uh, which is not the front of the vehicle. Now, there's an additional issue. You put it on the, winch, the um, dashboard in the event of a collision, it's going to become a projectile within the motor vehicle. So it's not because you put it in the front window that it's against the law, it's because it's not in the front where it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, here's a question. Can you be pulled over for completely no reason? That's what a cop told me yesterday in Barrie. Well, being pulled over for no reason is not accurate. I can't pull you over and stare at you and just like do nothing. I'm pulling you in, in Ontario, a police officer can pull you over at any time to one, check the status of your license, AKA demand your license to verify that you're a licensed driver. Two, 
to verify that you are insured, that the motor vehicle is insured to be on the road. And three, uh, then to make sure that the driver is sober. And I guess four, to ensure that the vehicle is safe. So you don't have to break the law. You don't have to do something overt to trigger a stop. You just have to see a vehicle and say, I'm stopping that vehicle to check one of those things. So is that no reason? No, that's a reason. That's a number of reasons, actually, uh, all of which are valid. So with the officer, although uh, either the delivery or the reception of the message was slightly off, at its core, you don't have to break the law to be pulled over, which may be translated to for completely no reason. Uh, Can you talk about zipper laws? You mean zipper merges? Like how to properly use lanes and merge? It's, it's pretty simple. Basically, when two lanes converge into one or a lane is there to merge, you should go to the end of that lane and not change lanes at the beginning of the lane when you still have 500 meters in front of you. You should use the whole lane. It helps prevent backup in traffic because inevitably what happens is the person gets on the highway and the first available opportunity, they, they pull in and, and then take 50 cars down a ramp because or hold uh, 50 cars on a ramp because they chose to jump in there instead of where they're supposed to way down at the end. Think of how a zipper works. It comes together at the point where the pull is and it all comes in. How does it go? It goes one pin or one tooth from the left and one tooth from the right and back and forth until they become one. Well, that's how zipper merges work. Right down to the end where the merge port, where, where the end of the lane hits and then you let the person in and then the next person goes and then the next person lets them. Every other car should be allowed in. That's just basically it. Whether there's a law to govern it or not, it should be common sense. However, I've learned in this job that there's nothing common about common sense. Oddly enough, I've seen a question like this very recently too. The question is, why do the police care so much about modifying cars? Here's the simple answer. Most modifications, if not not all, but most or many modifications, are illegal. We are the police. We enforce laws. When you break them, we hold you to account. When you do things that you're not supposed to do, we say, hey, you're not supposed to do that. And sometimes that comes with a warning of, hey, undo that. And sometimes it comes with a charge that says, you're responsible, here's a charge, now undo that. At the end of the day, it's not about modifying. I don't care what you do with your car as long as what you do is legal. Yeah, and safe, safe and legal. What's the difference between speeding, stunt driving, slash racing? I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to have some water. I left the door ajar, by the way. The studio door is open because Sergeant Campbell said he was coming. He has yet to come through the door. I should have closed the door. He would have opened it. In fact, I'm pretty sure that if I would have closed the door, he'd be here right now. Just saying. So the difference between speeding and stunt driving is speeding doesn't become stunt driving until a certain threshold. But stunt driving is not just about speed. It's about a whole bunch of different activities, about 15 of them. Uh, But let's talk about speeding in particular because I think that's where you're at. So if you're doing 40 kilometers an hour over a posted speed limit that is under 80 kilometers an hour, for example, if you do 100 in a 60 zone, that is stunt driving under the, the Highway Traffic Act. If you are doing 39 over and thus doing 99 kilometers an hour in a 60 zone, it is not... Uh, stunt driving. Now, that is a change that occurred on September 12, 2021, I want to say. 
I don't remember now. Uh, however, the uh, uh, the deal is that. Hold on a second here. I need to message this person. And says I have to call him back. Uh, the deal is that when you are on a speed area or an area of road that has a speed limit over 80 kilometers an hour, 80 kilometers and over, then it's 50 over to trigger stunt driving based on speed alone. So if you're doing, uh, you're, you're in a 100 zone, and actually you, you, you're doing, you're in a 90 kilometer an hour zone, you do 140, that is stunt driving, okay? If you're in a 110 zone and you do 150, it's still stunt driving. You're only doing 40 over, but if you do 150 anywhere, regardless of the speed limit, it's stunt driving. So that's that's the difference when it comes to speed. Speed is speed alone. Uh, once you hit the thresholds, you are stunt driving. And what happens when you're stunt driving? 30-day suspension, 14-day vehicle impound, uh, and then you are charged. And the consequence, if convicted in court, is a one- to three-year suspension or prohibition of driving, a two to $10,000 fine, up to six months in jail. There's other things that that that, that include um, uh, other things that include stunt driving, and that is uh, you know doing burnouts, drifting, donuts, um, marked departure from like if you're cutting through traffic uh, at high speed, uh, if you're racing somebody, if uh, you intentionally take the, the wheels off the like a wheelie, wheelies are stunt driving. A bunch of different things. Driving with someone in your trunk is stunt driving. So lots of different things that could be stunt driving. Uh, when there is a collision and you have your emergency first aid kit, are you required to stay at scene? Uh, are, are you someone who's taken the Hippocratic Oath? Maybe maybe you, as a doctor, uh, would, would have to. Uh, but whether or not you have an emergency first aid kit or not, I don't think that there is anything holding you to that scene other than morals. If you see something happen, um, most people would stop. Actually, I don't know if that's true anymore. It used to be true. I certainly stop uh, whether I have an emergency first aid kit or not. I would do it if I wasn't a police officer. I do it because helping people is the right thing to do. Uh, if you're involved in a collision, you are legally required to stop and stay. Uh, let's see here. Dale Bain is asking, I have a 1928 Model A. Oh, I'm so glad you're following up, Dale. Um, I, I did look into this. I was hoping you'd made it, make us a, a submission in the form on trafficcop.ca, but you did, I didn't see it. Uh, maybe you did. Uh, so the deal is, after copious amounts of research, it looks like you can take your grandkids for ice cream uh, with no seatbelt or uh, or child restraint in the vehicle because of the uh, the date of the manufacture of the vehicle predates seatbelts. And I was looking for something. I thought there was some contradictory, the potential for contradictory information in the law because one says child restraints are required at a certain height and weight, and then there was the no requiring seat belts, and I wanted to make sure you got the best information. In Ontario, you would be exempt, you would be allowed to take them, but I will stand by or, or continue to say, I personally don't feel comfortable, even though every kid uh, of the day was you know, sitting without a seat belt, I wouldn't put my kids in a car with a seat belt, without a seat belt, based on the fact that you might be the best driver, but everybody else isn't. So I would just be overly cautious and uh, that's less fun, but I'm not necessarily the fun police. I'm definitely the cautious, uh, you know, uh, what is it, liability uh, conscious police. Yeah. Anyway, hope your car sounds very cool. Uh, tag me in a photo of it on Instagram. If you, if you do the Instagram thing, I'd love to see it. Okay. Oh, this is a good question. 
interesting question. If someone is deemed at fault in a collision, but the other has a small amount of alcohol, is the person with alcohol in their system automatically at fault? No. Small amount of alcohol uh, may not make you uh, impaired. You may not qualify as impaired. You may have had a glass or a bottle of, of wine, a single serving. That doesn't make it illegal if you qualify. Even if you are breaking the law for having more than zero BAC, it may not make you responsible for the collision because two things can be true at once. One, you can have alcohol in your system, which may or may not contribute, and the person who truly caused the collision by way of their driving is ultimately responsible for their driving. Uh, so it's listen, every investigation is different. If the officer determines that the alcohol was a contributing factor, it'll be marked in the report, but if the other person hit the person who had been drinking, uh, assuming they weren't. Actually, you know what? Here, let's go, let's go further. Even if the person was impaired, if the person who was not impaired caused the collision, we would arrest the impaired person and charge the person who caused the collision. Does that, that make it clear enough? I, yeah, it, every investigation uh, goes based on the evidence provided and uh, we hold the appropriate people responsible for the offenses that they commit. Okay. I see people going in HOV lane in traffic jam. Is it legal? It's legal if they qualify to use the HOV lane. It is not legal to use if they don't. And there could be situations where police direct people into an HOV lane to get around a collision. That's different. Uh, that's based on the direction of a police officer. But to simply determine that you are going to drive illegally in an HOV lane to avoid traffic, that's not legal because traffic is an everyday thing. And HOV lane requires, the use of HOV lane requires certain criteria. You don't meet it, you can't use it. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, here, let's see this. I bought an electric scooter. I'm ready for this one. Do I need plates or insurance for it and road or bike lane? Well, it depends on what you're talking about and depends on where you are. If by electric scooter you mean e-bike, then e-bikes are permitted to be anywhere that bicycles are unless they are not covered under the legislation. And what I mean by that, and you can go to the uh, trafficcop.ca uh, website and look into the f requirements of what an e-bike is in Ontario. And that is something that is not capable of going more than 32 kilometers an hour on a flat surface by electric power, uh, not having a motor more than 500 watts and not having, um, and it must have electric, uh, sorry, it must have pedals that function and it must, not weigh more than 120 kilos. So if it's though, if, if you're talking e-bike requirements, that is uh, good to go, no insurance, no plates, it's legal for the road. Bike lane, it depends on the jurisdiction in the city of Toronto, if it looks like a motorcycle or electric scooter, like if it looks like a, like a, a Vespa, not allowed in bicycle lanes, has to be on the road. If it's a bicycle that looks like a bicycle but has electric power, then it's allowed anywhere that bicycles are permitted. And there's a great chart, let me go to the chart right now. Bicycle lane, where is it? Come on. So many, I've added, so, riding an e-bike, there it is. No, that's not the riding the e-bike I wanted. Come on. I know I have this somewhere. Cycling in the law, there we go. Uh, I'm in particular looking for e-bike information. Here we go, because they've got a great infographic. And this is all, I think I should put this particular page. Where can I ride my e-bike in Toronto? Okay, here's the page I'm looking for. Sharing my screen. 
Here we go. So, a bicycle is allowed on vehicle uh, the roadway, bicycle lanes, cycle tracks, multi-use trails and paths, but not on sidewalks because a sidewalk is only for uh, pedestrians unless the rider is under the age of 14. E-bikes requiring pedalings, those are uh, pedaling that requires it means pedelec. It has no throttle. You can't just twist your wrist. You have to pedal. It augments the work. Then you can ride it anywhere except the sidewalk. Uh, these are uh, pedelecs, but they are cargo pedelecs, or and those are um, oh over 40 kilos. Those cannot be on multi-use trails, but they can be on the road, uh, bicycle lanes, and, uh, and and cycle tracks. Now here's where it starts to change. Power-assisted e-bikes, the ones that look like Vespas. Those can be in cycle lanes on the road, but not on multi-use lanes, sorry, uh, cycle tracks, uh, divided cycle tracks or uh, multi-use lanes or multi-use paths in the parks. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm looking at everything. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, motorcycles, mopeds, and scooters. So the ones that uh, look like motorbikes, they can only be on the road. Those are, uh, uh, according to the city of Toronto stuff, only the road. No bicycle tracks, no nothing else. So somebody made the comment that uh, you're not answering the YouTube ones. Can you look and ensure you're responding to those as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm right now going through the ones I've flagged. So once I get out of the ones I've flagged, which are whatever ones came in first, I will also look at the ones that have yet to be flagged. Uh, but it's order in, uh, first in, first out. And weird stuff happens, so I don't know. I, I think... I think uh, Leo wife is, uh, is curating this list and maybe growing. Uh, so if there's a, a, a star on it, I'm looking at it. If there's no star on it, I've yet to look at it. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Oh, and I should just as an additional thing with the e-bikes, uh, if it is actually, it's a, okay, I have to go back to this. If it's an e-bike that goes more than 32 kilometers an hour, it is a motorcycle. It requires license ownership and insurance the whole bit. Big time problems, lots of charges, thousands of dollars in fines, uh, five to twenty-five thousand dollars in fines just for not having insurance on a bike that goes more than thirty-two kilometers an hour. Um, that we're also up to six months in jail. Just saying. Now you may have been talking about e-kick scooters. E-kick scooters is also links to the requirements. It can't go more than twenty-four kilometers an hour. Cannot have a seat. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, and it can't be used anywhere in the city of Toronto because they're currently prohibited here. So uh, you, you really can't use it here legally. $110 charge for using it in the city of Toronto. And if it goes more than 24 kilometers an hour, it's an unsafe motor vehicle. Uh, so lots and lots and lots of charges. Don't, don't do that. Now, uh, I'll unflag this and unflag that. I want to quickly look and see what am I missing uh, since people are mentioning that I'm missing stuff. Scrolling back. I'm not seeing, though. Hey, this one, Michael L., uh, bu, 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 bu. All right, scrolling back. Hey, you made it. I left the door open for you. I know. So yesterday, the the TikTok was working great. No questions had to be cut and paste. That's not working again. I was I was excited. Now I'm disappointed. Growing pains, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's new features. New features. Uh, okay, I'm scrolling, looking for. Well, this is the so I don't know why this doesn't stick in my noggin, but here's the question that I kept for you: What's the rule for towing trailers with a 2500 diesel? Do I need an annual? Depends if it's a commercial motor vehicle or not, and depends on the weight. Okay, I never remember this. Yeah, so anything commercial motor vehicle registered absolutely does. Um, and you know what? I should find out the exact weight for you, for them, um, to have the device 
have a, I, should, I, I, I gotta make a sticker because I get I get it's asked just frequently enough that I've forgotten the answer as to when they, as when they ask it again. I don't write it's it's one of those things I just don't speak about uh, frequently enough. So I need to make a, a sticky note. Uh, okay, we'll have to. And get it's some it's important one too because uh, if you get stopped, especially commercial motor vehicle, get stopped. There's huge fines. These problems. Yes. Uh, then there's questions. We've got this for the last couple of days. Tractor trailers in Ontario, are they still maxed at 105? And uh, can they be in the passing lane? And I mentioned the fact that it, there is uh, regulations about commercial vehicles, not just uh, big rigs, but commercial vehicles being in the passing lane. And, and it was you who brought that up, I think, or mentioned it to me. You found it. Uh, yes, it was there. And the only exception, I believe, was uh, busing, buses. There's commercial motor vehicles as well, but uh, they're allowed to be in the... That's HOV, or, or was that passing nope, lane? No, the passing lane. Okay. But that 105, do you know about the 105, uh, they used to be... Uh, so I think that is going through the courts right now. Uh-huh. It's still a law in the books. Um, it has been appealed, or there was a conviction that was being appealed, and I'm not sure what the status of it is right now. I have no idea why anyone would need them to be uh, opened up to go faster when the speed limit, for the most part, is 100. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Just, you know, asking for a friend. Uh, no, I, I don't know why they have to go faster. I, I mean, maybe they should change it to 110 because the fastest highway in Ontario is 110. Yeah, true enough. But, but still, they shouldn't, have, they shouldn't be able to go faster. No one should. Uh, I want to know if it's possible to tow a trailer even if you have a G2 license. Uh, yes, in fact, you can tow a trailer with a G2 license. As long as it is not over the... 4,500 or 4,600 kilograms. As long as it falls within the license coverage, uh, or the, the and it's on the back of your driver's license, what yep. the maximum is that you can you can tow, uh, and that you don't if you don't if you don't have your elect your, uh, uh, your what is it called the uh, the brakes the R designation or is it R designation for the electric brakes or is it for air brakes air brakes that's a Z designation Z designation for so air many brakes. letters so many letters so if you have air brakes in that particular trailer you would need like like Not some horse trailers yet. N- yeah, not an awful lot of trailers, or very specific trailers that would have air brakes and able to drive with a G license. So most would, the designation. Be, most would be in electric brakes, either surge brakes or electrically powered. And those brakes. are legal. And those you don't need any designation. Of course, or designation. Okay. Yeah, I'm not towing any horse trailers. I, I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to see a trailer on Friday. A horse trailer? No, not a horse trailer. I tow trailers. I just don't want to tow horses. I like horses, and I don't think they should be subject to my driving a very long trailer. I don't feel... Con- I, we talked about it before. I don't want to drive a big rig ever, and I don't want to tow a long trailer. I just have no interest. I've driven a 25-foot truck. That's that's it for me. A, a fixed truck. I can do that. See, I have no problem with a trailer at all. Yeah, it's not even a problem with it. I just, I just, I'd rather not have the stress. It's funny. There are times at my cottage when people are putting in or pulling out their boats, and they will wait for me, and say, "Hey, are you doing it this weekend? Hey, are you doing? Can I come over with you? Can you back my, oh, uh, yeah. my boat I, in? Can you back my trailer in? <laughs> I own it, but can you drive it? Because yeah, uh, listen, in, in a situation where it's got to be done, I'll do it. But I, I don't, I don't yearn for the opportunity uh, to do that. Okay, uh, would having a plate on the windshield be considered obstruction of the view? If you were post, if you put the windshield, the, the license plate in the windshield, yeah, it is obstructing the view. Yeah, plus your plate has to be mounted in the front center or the front of your vehicle. Not doesn't have to be the center. Yeah, but it has to be visible right from the conspicuous front. view. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you you could get two tickets for that. Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to scroll through and see. I just did that backwards. Hang on a second. Boom! 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 Pinned messages. Okay. 
Here is the question. From a car coming from Quebec, am I allowed to have license plate covers? Also, am I allowed to have dark tint? Well, I don't no think there's no. yeah, I don't think there's any exemption that would allow you to uh, um, okay, cool. I, thank you for the update, uh, Mary. Okay, uh, let's see here. So yeah, you you can't cover your 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 tint. I'm I'm sure the laws are the same in Quebec in terms of obscuring your plates. It's got to be for license plates. Yeah, I would imagine it is. I don't know for sure, but no, if you obscure your plates and cover them over, even with a clear, uh, you're subject to uh, fines here. And, and there, the tint laws are re- nearly the same. You're allowed to have tinted windows here as long as they don't break the laws. And if they break the laws here uh, or there, you're breaking the law. There's no exemption because you came from another province that you would be free to tint your windows so dark that we couldn't see you. Right. It's unsafe. Safety stuff is, yeah. That's like saying that, uh, you know, can I drive with, what, what would it be like saying? Um, if, if I'm from a different country, and I have a vehicle that is completely different, left-hand drive, all, all those things, and I come over here, do any of those laws ap- apply to me? Well, yeah, yeah they do, because yeah. you're operating in here. There, there was, it used to be that some vehicle, I think every state in the United States now requires insurance, but it used to be that some didn't. But you have to have insurance in order to drive on our roads, regardless of what your laws are. Just yeah. like if you are 14 in, uh, in Alberta and can drive there on a learner's permit, here, you cannot drive until you're 16, even if you have a license in another province. I don't think you can be fully licensed in Alberta at 14. I think no, it's I only so. learners only. In any case. All right. I don't have a front plate. If I keep it on my... I think we, we've, we've discussed this. The answer is no. And we've answered it a couple of times. Yeah, you have to have it in the front, in the right place. And it's also unsafe to put it on the front uh, window. Can you imagine that piece of metal come flying out at you? Should somebody you know, cause an accident and you're involved in it? That would hurt. I imagine so. Yep. Can I stunt drive in a gravel pit? It's not listed. Parking lot, beach, park, bike path, or trail, uh, farm field, or sports field. Um, I'm going to say gravel pit, gravel mine pit is still not a place that you'd be permitted because it covers, it, like, private property is listed. They just went in so far as to explain a whole bunch of places, but I still think it's covered. Um, you And you'd probably be eligible for trespassing too. Because how many yeah, gravel pits invite you to come stunt drive there? Absolutely. No, they give examples of where people may think there's an exemption right. for it, like like on a beach. Um, they they said it there because... Someone tried it. Well, because people <laughs> probably think, well, that's a you know, a really good spot to, to do it. So they mentioned it specifically. Probably, probably looks cool on TV. But it, it is all private property, unless there's an exemption in place for it. Are cambered wheels on modded cars illegal? Depends. Depends. Does it make make it unsafe? Well, at at a certain point, you're taking a vehicle that has a... First of all, tires, no matter how big they are, the tire is is, is really reduced to a small contact patch. When you add camber to it, you're reducing that contact patch further. In fact, you're putting sidewall pressure on in a way that the the tire was not designed to do. You're taking a tire and making it less effective. Minor camber is designed for, you know, at high-speed cornering in a racetrack, not the, the ridiculous stuff that we see on... Uh, cars that are really running on the point of a sidewall, uh, creating a contact patch smaller than that of a motorcycle. It's like it's it's silly, and they cause blowouts and all sorts. Of, it's dangerous. I would make it an unsafe vehicle. So the answer is it depends. And generally speaking, don't do it. Track cars I agree. are track cars. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I don't see the, I don't see the the, the appeal. Yeah, I I think that some of them look like cartoons, like the way they were they were 
drawn in a comic book I used to uh, buy. And uh, in those scenarios, they do look cool. And they can look cool, but they don't look safe or roadworthy. And uh, tow your cars to places then. Uh, I have someone here that I communicate with, and uh, they have some very heavily um, cambered vehicles. They look very cool, and I would ticket them if I ever saw them on the road. And they claim that they never drive them on the road, except for those videos that I've seen them driving on the road. They claimed it was in Florida, so out of where my jurisdiction. Where it's where it's also not legal. just not safe. It's yeah, it's, it's also not just safe. as not safe. So much so that I showed videos to the Florida police to ask them if they would charge someone for that, and they said, "Oh yeah," and that tinted windshield too. <laughs> Which Perfect. many people have said is legal in Florida. So we had an earlier question about the speed limiting uh, for commercial motor vehicles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. The laws are still in the book. So you could be eligible for a ticket. Quite a hefty one, too, $390. Um, you'd have to take it through court and see if you could win through there. But we do see a lot of them going faster, and I'm assuming those are out-of-province vehicles. That's an, which may be permitted to visit here, but not do business here. Uh, why are clear plate covers illegal? I tried protecting my plate from peeling and got a $120 fine. Oddly enough, it's a $110 fine. I don't know why they gave you the extra 10 bucks for good measure. But uh, <laughs> either way, uh, you're not allowed to obstruct or obscure your plates in any way, shape, or form. You can't have dirty plates. And I appreciate the desire to protect them from peeling. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. Except for the fact that, um, you know, They've made it an across-the-board thing. You can't obstruct with anything. Now, plastic covers may be clear, not optically correct. They do create glare. They do create issues, and some of them even have sneaky polarization embedded in there to prevent cameras from and, and other devices made for capturing images of those plates. It, 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 it stumps them. And you know what? When it's, uh, when it's a rounded cover that's on there, plates are made with raised letters, and it's to differentiate they're different color different and so you can see it even when it's a little bit dirty you can still see the plate mm -hmm. and identify the plate when you put a plastic cover that is flat on, over top of it or or beveled or curved it obstructs the plate it really does even if it's just a thin little bit of dust dirt that's on there it, it can it messes up that's and that's yeah. why you know what they're covered by warranty let them peel replace them they covered under five-year warranty and uh, that's a story and uh, you know what like you said i get it Especially on your front plate, especially mm -hmm. if it's low. You know what? It's a pain in the rear to have to go replace your license plate. People come and, and become you, attached to their number. but Yeah, you memorize it. And then, my God, I need to remember six more digits. Yeah. Oh, seven more digits sometimes. You, you tint it. You put a cover on the back. Um, the uh, the dealers that put this license plate surround on. Yes. Not okay. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Why do you want to advertise for them either? Well, that's a, that's a separate issue. Toronto police are hiring... And if you go to tps.ca forward slash careers, you can actually get all the information you'd ever want to know and more about how to make that happen. Uh, you go to the page, you go scroll down, you go to police constable. But you know what? We're hiring other positions beyond that of just police constable. But all the information uh, and even a big old button that says apply now. Uh, we're always looking for good people who want to do this job and serve their communities. Now, when it comes to civilian roles, you don't have to wear a uniform to serve your community. There are many great people who make it possible for us to do what we're doing. Now, granted, there's only currently two jobs in the civilian sector um, that are currently posted, but this changes all the time. So go and check it out on a regular basis. Payroll coordinator, communications operator are the two currently listed. 
uh, and they go up for a short period of time, you want to get in that window, you make sure you check regularly. That said, there is a volunteer opportunity, which is how I got involved with the Toronto Police originally. Auxiliary officer program, great way to serve your community. I, uh, I wholly uh, endorse this one. Yeah, it, you don't have to want to be a police officer to do it. It is to serve your community in a volunteer capacity. Very rewarding and a lot of fun. Um, oh, here's a question. Does my insurance... Oops, wrong button. Does my insurance... No. Where'd it go? <laughs> Is my insurance go up if someone bumps into my parked car? Uh, if you can't figure out who bumped your car and you simply show up with damage and nothing to substantiate that it was somebody else that they could go in and... Uh, what's it called? Uh, subrogate. So basically, your insurance company, yeah, big words. Uh, your insurance company pays for your damages, but if they can identify who the, the who caused the actual damage, they go to the other person's uh, insurance company. It's called subrogation, and they say, "Give us the money back." If they can't pin it on somebody else, your insurance rates are likely going to go up, and that's just the reality of it. So if you are coming back to a vehicle and it is damaged, you may want to be looking for uh, a making a police report and possibly talking to security to see if they can secure that that uh, video footage. You wouldn't believe the quality of the cameras in some of these malls are phenomenal and they might be able to help you out or at very least they can save the video so that police can come and get it for you after a lot of times on filter remains our detectives are not able to identify who the driver is um we need an awful lot of evidence to be able to put before the court um, before we charge somebody what we can do sometimes though with that police report is identify the vehicle and identify the insurance that goes along with it and our detectives here sometimes can only come to you with, I'm sorry, um, I can't lay charges, but here's the vehicle information. You can take that information back to your insurance company, and that way you don't have to pay your deductible, first of all, and they you might, can they, have that other insurance. Yeah, it may help you out. Yeah. Uh, Scott has a question. says, I can't do heel-to-toe due to an injury. Can I refuse to do it? This is for a standard field sobriety testing. Um, I'd certainly share that information with a police officer, uh, and they're going to make their own determination. Can you refuse to do any part of that? No, I think you have to comply, uh, but the officer might take into consideration. I've never been in that situation, so I'm I'm, I'm yep. winging it here in this answer. Uh, and if you're also totally willing to do a roadside screening device uh, test and and ask for that as an option, that may go towards the uh, you know convincing the, the officer that it's of actual it. honest. Yeah. Yep. I think a lot of people, like we have people who say, I can't breathe, thus I can't provide a breath sample because I, and it, it's, it's mostly excuses. Um, people who don't have tremendous lung capacity can still do roadside breath tests and, and or even in, in, in uh, station breath tests without doing any harm. Are you saying that people might lie to us? Some people are less than truthful. Wow. I wouldn't say lie, less than truthful. Uh, let's see here. Stop signs. Okay, so Michael uh, earlier asked if two people arrive at oncoming traffic and both want to turn, one making a left, one making a right, into a one-lane road, can they go at the same time? Which would obviously cause them to hit each other. But, uh, you know, how does it work? I said, we well, really can't have two people going at the same time. Uh, so this is his response. And it is, you said, no one can go at the same time in a four-way stop. So if two people are going straight, who has to wait? Or one has to wait. Technically, first one to arrive, uh, or first to arrive is first to drive. That's the, the, the way we say it. Uh, it's actually the way driving instructors say it, and we copycat because it was good. I like it. Yep. Scott, Scott Marshall said it. Um, so, yeah, if two people come at the same time, how do you know that that other person is going where they say they're going to go? What if they didn't signal but they intend to turn, and now you're in a collision? Who's at fault? You're not supposed to go. It's, it should be one vehicle going at one time. Do people sometimes go at the same time? Yeah. And do sometimes they meet in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Just be sure. Even if, it's, if, you're, if you think you have the right of way, just be sure. 
if, if it takes one more car to go through that you have to wait for, at least you're on your way and you're going without a, a smashed up car. Yeah. If you're in a rush and you go and it's wrong, even if it's not your fault, you're going to be there for hours. And then you're going to deal with the insurance. Then patience. You're gonna, yeah. Patience. Patience wins. Yep. Okay. When G2 is expired, why should we do G1 again? It isn't fair. Well, G2 doesn't, if, you, if your G2 is expired, you're not required to do your G1 again. You're required to do your G2 again. So why is it, 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 it it's not about fair. You had five years. So. Right. So if the G2 expired because of the length of time, do they have to start again at G1? My understanding is if it's less than three years of, of expiry, I th that they can still go and do their G2 again. Now, you, ultimately, this question is for the ministry. They may have uh, rules and regulations in place to deal with it. And I know for a regular license, three years of, of expiry means you need an eye test. Ten years means you need to start again like for graduate licensing, even if you were a full G license. So as a G2 person, how long have you been expired? And is it fair? There are rules to adhere to, and if you qualify for having broken some of those rules or waited the period of prescribed period of time, <laughs> uh, well, then, then it is what it is. It's not about fair. It's about doing what you need to do to get your license. Uh, okay. Is it true that rubbing a banana on your license plate will mess up uh, scanners, thus leading to a charge? Um, so you have you have found the account called Not a Undercover Cop, who is a friend of mine, uh, and uh, we met because of TikTok, and I've actually assisted him with making some videos. And I can certainly uh, attribute or attest to the fact that that is a uh, channel that is meant for comedic purposes, and just like you can't put a stud finder on the dash to prevent uh, people from uh, getting caught on on uh, our laser or radar. A stud finder. You, you have to watch his videos. They're absolutely brilliant. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he right. is, he's a computer programmer uh, slash actor comedian, and uh, he's got like 2 million followers. And I may be the voice of uh, the chief on his live streams. Possibly, maybe. Wow. Yeah. But a banana. That's funny. Y yes. And, and he's, he's so many good videos. I'll, I'll show them to you later. So, banana... Stud finder. If you, well, no, if you put a banana on your license plate. So he says the potassium will prevent the, the cameras from reading your plate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like he also says okay. that, that if you put your drugs inside of uh, certain containers, police, like candy containers, police won't search them. <laughs> he basically tells you exactly what to do to get caught. Wow. And, and he frames it in such a way that he's helping you prevent, prevent getting caught. And it's, it's brilliant. I love it. Um, and so many people think he's really a cop. And it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, is it true that rubbing? That's the one I, I just did. You got that one. Uh, okay. Now that winter is upon us, uh, what advice can you give to keep commuters and pedestrians safe this winter? Oddly enough, we just had a meeting before the live stream uh, about this very topic. Uh, here's the deal. If you have the ability to put snow tires on, putting snow tires on when the temperature, what just happened? Let's go back. Somebody, somebody else pressed the button. wasn't me. Uh, so if you... Um, you want to you want to keep control of your your speed. You want to be going slower. Uh, if you have the ability to put snow tires on, that's a big expense. I understand, but snow tires do better in cold weather. Uh, I say snow tires, winter tires. It's temperature, not not, not the stuff yes. on the road. Uh, winter tires do better in colder temperatures. They they remain softer and have larger uh, routes for snow, so that uh, you can you can get to to stickiness. Uh, it's a pavement. A, yeah, it's a, yeah. stickiness. I like the stickiness. But yeah, you you can maintain traction better. Um, they don't do well in the summer, and we see a lot of people who drive with winter tires all year round. Those are garbage after. Uh, but 
if you have the ability, those are a good thing. Uh, you know, also having also there's the what happens if you get stuck in the snow pack like your emergency kit to stay warm, change your clothes. That's one thing, but for preventing collisions, slowing down, having your headlight system on, especially in the it's darker, um, looking way ahead, learning how to deal with skids. You can take a course on, on skid control with a driving instructor. Uh, to, to really pre- prepare yourself, but so much has to do with driving at the appropriate speed for the conditions of the road. Yep. Clean your car off of all the snow. Yes. Don't make uh, uh, loose uh, baggage on your car that's flying off, hitting people, hitting other cars. Make sure that your windshield is completely clear and frost-free. I woke up this morning. It was kind of frosty. took me an extra few seconds this morning to let the car warm up mm-hmm. so it melted because I haven't got my... Snow brush out yet? Snow brush out yet, my scraper. Keep your, your so. uh, windshield washer fluid topped up. That's that's something to start keeping, uh, you know, a full uh, container. I can start burning through it all the time. It is 11 o'clock, and just a reminder that no new questions will be entertained, but I'm going to try and motor through quickly questions that are in the queue. Uh, if I videotape something on my phone, is it binding legal to put charges on whomever is stunt driving or breaking the law? Uh, this is from Dr- uh, Doug Brennan. Uh, it, it's a good question. So if you videotape something and you submit it to police, there may or may not be sufficient evidence to to, to allow us to act on that information. Um, if there is enough information, we'd love to uh, lay yeah. charges. And uh, a lot of time we do. Uh, very, very, especially now in the new world where people videotape themselves doing things that are illegal and then post it to social media and uh, provide all the information we need. It's yep. really great. They put the, the case in a package and with a bow on top. We uh, we talked earlier about uh, felt remain collisions and... Uh, you know, video is great for that. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes we can't leave the, the charge on the driver because of where it happened mm-hmm. or the circumstances around it or the identity or a whole bunch of different things that we, we have to mm-hmm. prove first before we do it. But it still helps. Absolutely. Here's a, here's a fun one. Dirt bikes. If a dirt bike is insured and registered, you have to have a driver's license to drive it on the road. So, first of all, you can't drive a dirt bike on the road. There you go. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Unless it has been modified in such a way that it is blue-plated after a safety inspection is done. It has to be a dual purpose. It has to be lawful for the road. Yep. So there is no exceptions for dirt bikes. ATVs, on the other hand, um, are allowed in certain circumstances, certain municipalities. Dirt bikes, never. So you're talking insured for off-road and registered for off-road. Yes. And that's what is required if you're not riding it on your property. On your property, you don't need either of those. As soon as it comes off, as soon as it goes on your neighbor's property, as soon as it goes to a farmer's field, a gravel pit, any of those things, it has to be off-road plated and it has to be insured. And again, uh, on the road, not only are you driving on the road where it's not permitted, but it's not insured for the road, and that means you're having insurance issues, charges that could be five dollars to $25,000 in six oh, months of jail. It's big-time stuff. Plus some proper tires, no headlights, no ton, horn, ton. no driver's license, uh, helmet... Uh, you're, Don't do it. You're looking at tons and tons of money. It's not worth it. If I have a passenger parking permit for my son, can I park on the city streets for free? So if you're saying accessible parking permit, uh, commonly referred to as a wheelchair permit, uh, can you uh, park? Well, if your son is in the car and it's his permit, uh, then when he's in the car, you can park uh, in in parking spots and no parking zones for free. Uh, however, there are other rules. You can't be within nine meters of an intersection. You have to. You, you certainly can't be in a no stopping or no. Uh, what's what's the other one? No standing zone. Those mm-hmm. are not. But in a, in a green pea area, you can't park for free. It's presuming they're in the car when you park. If, if you, you drop them off and then go park, you cannot. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I was going to say, if you use it when they're not in the car, you'll lose it. You'll lose it because we'll come and seize it. Parking officers can seize it as well. Mm -hmm. um, even if they get a complaint from it, then they can come out and, and take it from you. Here, here's a funny thing. Uh, not a funny thing. Uh, someone I know, they own a restaurant downtown. Uh, they have a child who is in a wheelchair. They dropped off the child in wheelchair with the spouse and then drove to a accessible parking spot and then had their accessible parking permit seized. Right, because they don't need it. They, they, it's for people that really, truly, honestly need it. it. They didn't even think they were doing anything wrong because their their child is wheelchair bound. You would think in that, but they, they didn't understand. And they unfortunately got a, a, a hard lesson and it takes a, it is a, an appeal process to get it back. Mm. So people who really need it, need it, and you gotta follow all the rules. Can an Uber driver accept a ride while driving? That means use their their cell phone to accept the ride. They cannot. There's no exemption for them to uh, to use their cell phone. They have to be legally parked like everybody else. Uh, my granny got hit by a car running a red when she proceeded on a green. She also got a fine. Why? I don't know. I didn't I didn't read the case. I don't know anything about that. What did she get a fine for? That's the big question. So, uh, you know, if if someone ran a red, I, I don't know the circumstances, but the fine could be for so many different things. It could be for not having headlights, not having, uh, you know, it could be for anything, even if it wasn't specifically related to the collision. Like maybe her license expired. Like I, I just don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, give us more information. Yes. Uh, but I, I'd love to be able to answer it for you. Can you put a 48cc gas engine on a bicycle? They can only do 33 kilometers max. Nope. So here's the funny thing. Uh, people think that there is a, a displacement, the size of engine, uh, get out of jail free card. Uh, and it's usually the under 50cc thing that most provinces or states have. We do not have that. That is a motor vehicle. You've effectively taken a bicycle and made it into a motorcycle requiring license ownership and insurance and safety and all that jazz. Uh, it's a bad recipe. I actually, I was on my way home. I pulled over because uh, I saw one and I, and I caught the guy on the sidewalk going up the road with his uh, gas powered motorcycle that he had converted and home built. And I flagged them down and I gave them a little education, just a friendly reminder. I said, yeah, I happen to be a police officer. I'm not pulling you over. I'm giving you an education because I don't want you to get uh, this, this overwhelming uh, number of tickets because that's what's coming your way. He says, I've been driving for two years like this. No one ever stopped me. Yep. Uh, but it, just because you haven't been stopped and you've gotten away with it does not mean it's legal. does not mean you're not going to get stopped next week and charged for something. And th that one would come with a five to $25,000 fine for drive no insurance. Just uh, insurance alone. Just that one charge. Five to $25,000 and up to six months in jail. And thousands of dollars in other charges if the officer oh, yeah. I wanted would, to go there. My printer would not stop printing. For sure. So just like the uh, the dirt bike ticket, same thing. It's a motorcycle. Absolutely. And and people say, well, it's like a, it's like an e-bike. Well, an no. e-bike very specifically says 32 kilometers an hour and must be electric. There's no 32 kilometers an hour gas. Uh, With a 500-watt engine. Very, very specific. There's no 500 watts in a 48cc gas engine. <laughs> and regardless of what the maximum speed is, it doesn't matter because it's not legal. Um, if I t if I only drove my Tesla at 32 kilometers an hour, do I need to have insurance on it? Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah, moving along. Uh, what are the rules for driving slow vehicles on the road? Uh, do you need an orange triangle like a UTV-style uh, vehicle? So what constitutes a slow-moving vehicle? What What is permitted? Uh, it, it, it's a more complicated question. Uh, certain vehicles qualify as slow-moving tractors and things like that that are that are that are legal to be used in conjunction with their purpose as a as a implement uh, of husbandry. That's the word or words. <clears throat> uh, so UTVs, some can and some can't be on the roads depending on the style of it, um, depending on the municipality. They don't need a slow-moving sign, but you must travel at 20 kilometers an hour 
if the speed limit is less than 80, and if it's 80 and above, you can travel at 50 kilometers an hour, and you don't need the slow-moving vehicle sign on the back. But that is only for certain classes of ATVs. Essentially, yeah. And there's lots of new stuff coming down the pipe on that. Uh, do you have to wear a helmet on an e-bike? Yes, you do. If you don't wear a helmet, it is a charge regardless of your age. All e-bikes require helmets. Uh, what is the rule for slow? We just talked about that. Uh, okay. Why do left-turning cars always end up at fault in a collision even if the other person runs the light? Well, when you are turning, you have to ensure that the turn can be completed in safety. And if you do not, because you just assume the other person's doing the right thing, then you end up holding a level of liability or, or responsibility. Um, yes. Anybody making a left turn, crossing a travel lane of traffic, no matter what that travel lane of traffic is, has to do so when it's safe. Yeah, and, and, and The obligation's any, on you. But even any lane change, anything that you're doing out of driving straight, the other person who's changing their direction of travel or, or modifying their lane holds more responsibility. They have to make sure that movement can be made in safety. Uh, so when you do stuff, you have to make sure that you can do it safely. That's, that's as simple as that. Yes, the other person could get a ticket for running a red light, but it's going to be a he said, she said kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the light was green. Dash cams. Dash cams, dash, dash cams, cams, dash cams. Yep. Really help you out there. It but 100%, you. There's, no, there's no disputing the fact that you made a left turn in front of a car. Mm -hmm. what, what color the light was can be in dispute. Well, but Yeah, you have to assume that someone who is slowing down for a red light may not be able to slow down, may slide out of control. Like you have to ensure that there is a reasonable opportunity for you to move before you move. Not just, oh, there is a red light. In you go. I have two vanity plates. Both have clear covers uh, to protect them as they cannot be reissued if damaged or stolen in Quebec. Uh, you can't, well, I don't know about Quebec, but in Ontario, you can actually have vanity plates replaced. And I've, yeah. and I've had people who have ordered replacements and uh, because they were appealing, they had to pay for them again, from my understanding, unless they were covered under warranty and they were able to keep the original set uh, that were peeling. Hang for, them up on the wall? Hang them up on the wall. Yeah. They didn't have to return them. So, yes, $210 tickets if I was to catch you on the road. Yeah. Whether you're vanity plates or not. And I appreciate it. He's got a really cool car. Uh, Ian is a retired police officer uh, living in uh, in Montreal, and uh, he has the uh, the car from, uh, what's the word? What am I looking for? I don't know. This is your story. I, uh, red, white stripe, um, Starsky Hutch. Starsky Hutch. Yeah. So a 73 Torino? I guess so. And, he, and, he, and he's, nice got he's got, I've got pictures of it. He's got pictures with the, with the, the folks from the show. Nice uh, car. I think he, he actually, Ian sent me all sorts of information. I'm still, I still owe Ian a telephone call. Uh, I'm from so Northern me, Ontario. Hold on a sec. Yeah, yeah. Do me a favor. Don't be driving that car with your vanity plates on it in bad weather where it may get salty and, and snowy and ruined. Yeah. Just don't, it, yeah. Because it'll ruin your car too. Yeah. Why protect it? Just keep, keep it out of the entire uh, implement. Well, it's Montreal. Isn't there snow all the time in Montreal? <laughs> I'm from Northern Ontario. Can I drive in a GTA with studded tires? So if you're if you are literally actually driving and registered in Northern Ontario, then you can drive into Southern Ontario temporarily. I think it's 30 days. You can be in here uh, with your studded tires. There's, some, there's an exemption. But I didn't you realize that there was an actual time frame on that exemption. And it's between and it's only certain months that you can have it, even if you're in Northern Ontario. Um, and just to let you know, if you're driving with studded tires on the pavement, uh, even though they're made out of carbide, they will get worn down. Mm-hmm. So there's no advantage to driving it down here. In fact, it makes it slippier on the road when you're driving with other tires down here and there's no, uh, there's no ice on the road. Okay, question is, if people come from another country with his or her own car and they're involved in a collision, uh, how is it supposed to do with insurance? Is it mandatory to have special insurance, in this case, to drive in Ontario? Um, if you have the appropriate insurance to bring it into the country, I'm, I'm assuming they would 
deal with it like any other. Uh, we've had American cars while traveling here get into collisions. We take their information, their insurance companies get involved. I don't think there's anything unique about it. Um, but you do have to have insurance even if you're traveling. People ship cars from all over the world to come and take trips. In fact, I was going through some old photos and I realized that I had friends in Italy driving their Ontario-plated Jeep Cherokee around, wow. which really blew my mind when looking at those photos. And they were there for possibly longer than they probably should have been there with that bike. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, what happens if I'm caught driving alone, but I'm being supervised with two other cars <laughs> in front and back? Uh, well, you're going to get charged. Uh, you're going to get charged for G1, drive on a company, $110 ticket. You're going to get a 30-day suspension on your license. Uh, you're going to get, if it's your first time, second time, 90-day suspension on your license. Third time is going to be a uh, get out of uh, the, G, uh, the graduate licensing program, start all over again. Not to mention the fact that the person who allowed you to do it, uh, I'm assuming it's not your car, uh, they're going to get charged uh, under the HTA. And if you did it without consent, you're going to... Uh, get charged criminally. Yeah. Take vehicle with consent. Bad, bad, bad day at the office. Let's see here. Can I use my all-weather tires during the winter? You can. Mm -hmm. um, they're not really all-weather. They're like three seasons. Ah, they just came up with four seasons, true four-season tires. But you're talking about Swiss Army knife uh, of, of tires as opposed to a, a tire truly dedicated for the best operating, uh, you know, in, in the temperature and the climate. So there's nothing there's nothing illegal about using tires unless the tread is worn down so much that yeah. it's down below the two-millimeter mark. Um, Quebec, you must. You mm -hmm. must have winter tires on in Quebec. Yes. Now, is, that, is there an exemption if you're driving from out of, out of, out of province? I would assume so. I don't, but I, don't, I don't know either. Interesting. Uh, what's the best thing to do when someone is tailgating you in an 80 and you can't change lanes? I actually like to gradually slow down. If you're tailgating me, I'm going to give. I'm going to create some space. I'm going to I'm not going to hit the brakes. I'm just going to gradually slow down uh, because that will give them the indication that a you're not being bullied and b that they're going to have to find a way of passing you safely. Yeah, the best thing to do is get away from that person, either by letting them get away from you. Or, you know what, I would, I'd pull over. That's that's a good that's a good option. Certainly, let speeding him, up doesn't go. work. Speeding him, up does not him, work. Let them go crash into something else. Yeah, uh, the problem with speeding up is that they would just keep tailgating you. So you yeah. want to incentivize them to leave you. Uh, but again, not hitting the brakes. I'm not suggesting you should brake check or do anything other than gradual. Mm -hmm. Even if it's pulling over, gradual. <laughs> do it safely. Uh, do police officers have access to tickets that fall off the record? We, we see everything from the from before you were licensed. If you drove when you were 10, got caught and had a charge uh, with 12 uh, I was and, say, and convicted. Maybe not 10. Maybe not 10, 12. Uh, we would see that. So before your entire career, a, a unique, your driver's license number would be generated even if you had never taken or applied for one. And we would, we would be able to see the entire history, which is good. Uh, let's see here. Why are MTO officers allowed to carry firearms? Do they regularly... Uh, do traffic stops too? Why do? Why? I think but they don't. They don't carry firearms. They should carry firearms. Yeah, I don't know if they do or not. They don't. I, in, I, in Ontario, I don't believe they do. Uh, they are special constables. Um, they have the powers of police officers for certain aspects of the of the act, including the HTA and commercial motor vehicle stuff. Um, I don't believe in Ontario they do. I've never, I've, I've known and and I know and I've seen many a time. Um, they don't. They don't carry firearms. I've I've never heard of that. that I, but again, I think they should because I I was speaking to uh, uh, a, a constable, a, a special constable. In uh, I keep calling him special. He's, he's actually a 
peace officer in Brooks, Alberta. Mm -hmm. uh, they're unarmed and they do traffic stops. And I think that is wild. I wouldn't do that. Uh, can you get a ticket for not paying parking meter if you're sitting in the car? Well, let me ask you, are you parked? Because parking while sitting in your car is still parking. And yes, you can. You can get a ticket for sitting in your car in a parking zone that requires payment because you're parking and not paying. Can I, okay, we talked about this. Talked about that. Is it true that Toronto police have to take gender training? We take all sorts of training to understand um, all elements of what's going on in the world. So we take training or, or familiarization courses about religions and things because not everybody knows about everything. Uh, we, we learn about, uh, uh, I guess every year we get courses that we have to take to uh, bring us up to date so we can understand the needs of the communities that we're serving. Absolutely. And uh, there's an awful lot of stuff that I personally didn't understand before taking these courses. Mm -hmm. Now I, I do. And it, it can lead to what causes crimes um, by these people or, or against these people. So if we have a better understanding of what's going on in the world, we can address it better. Absolutely. No, it, but, so there, it's, it's not about having to take a specific training. We take training on all sorts of stuff. Policing is, is, a, is a business, is a, is a role that constantly evolves around new training and learning. It's, it's just what, what I was doing uh, 20 years ago when I started with the service has changed so much because the world has changed so much. So, yeah, we do constant training. Okay. Um, do I have to, what is this? Do I have to answer questions from a ride stop with reasonable suspicion of a crime? Uh, well, it depends on what questions we're talking about. So like, do you have to have a conversation outside of like, wait, like if I ask you, Hey, what's going on? What, where are you coming from? And you don't want to tell me where you're coming from, but you still have to, uh, submit to a, uh, a demand for breath. If I make one, uh, you still have to submit to a, a, um, a, a what's it called? A roadside, uh, Standards field sobriety test, if I make a demand for one, if I demand for your license ownership and insurance, you still have to provide that. You may not have, to have you may not want to have a conversation with me, uh, but you still have to provide what's legally required. Yeah, and you have to identify yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you provided a driver's license and the officer said, is this you? You would be required to respond to that and say, yes, that is me. You have to identify yourself. You can't just sit there and hand stuff over and say nothing. Yeah. And, and, and what purpose would it serve? I mean, most of the conversation we're having is just to be friendly because we're not out there to get you. We're looking for people who are breaking the law. But if you've got nothing to hide, um, why would you create a situation that where it doesn't exist? And that's usually what happens. People start acting in a way that is outside of what normal people do, and suddenly we're suspicious. And then we start looking for more because obviously there's a hide of some kind. You're doing something. You're, you're suspicious. Uh, and that, it, that extends the amount of time we spend together. If you have nothing to hide, comply with the, the, the conversation and you're probably going to be on your way. Yep. Uh, what if someone give a roadside breath sample that failed but went to the station and passed? That's actually a very good question. It is. Um, what happens is uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> like uh, you, you, you would be arrested uh, based on, uh, actually a breath demand would be made of you and then you would be taken to the station to comply with that breath demand. And if you don't fail uh, there, you would likely simply have an administrative uh, on the uh, on the. What, would you have an administrative? Yes, because you'd be depending on your results. Yeah, you could be over 0 0.05. Then you qualify yeah. for the three, the three day suspension of the seven day. Yes. So, would you be charged criminally? No. Would mm. you released unconditionally? Maybe, or you could have HDA charges or, or stuff like that. But um, I would say that if you passed the or failed the roadside screening device, 
and then pass when you came into the station, go buy a lottery ticket. Yes. You shouldn't be doing that. At some point, you were over the calibrated level, which yes. is 100, mm-hmm. and then roadside screening. Is mm-hmm. it 100 on the roadside screening? Yeah. So for you to drop down below 80, you got you made it very close. Yeah, essentially, roadside screening devices have an element where you're getting the benefit. It's actually, you are higher than where, where you are. It's just the way it works. Uh, and uh, if you, for it to, um, for for you to not fail later is like like the story said, you're, you're lucky. Yep. Uh, you may still be impaired, and you could still be charged for impaired driving because that is separate. There's a charge for eighty and over, and there is a charge for impaired. And you could be fall down drunk and not have oddly enough a very high alcohol uh, content in your blood, and and you may find yourself with some criminal charges. Yep. So it all depends. Roadside screening device just gives us the grounds to believe. Mm-hmm that you're over 80 and allows us to arrest and take in. Yes. We're going to talk a lot about that coming up because as we get into festive ride, I have to clarify, it is always ride season, uh, but we are, uh, we, we start talking about a lot more. Uh, so we'll do a lot of education about all this and keep, keep people aware. Uh, brake checking who's at fault. So this is where someone cuts you off and slams on the brakes to cause a panic or, uh, or cause you to change your uh, driving uh yeah, that that's that's stunt driving at very least. It could be criminal dangerous. Uh, so if it causes a collision and it, you can prove it because you got cameras, which I think everyone should have, uh, yeah, it's clearly the person brake checking. Uh, but if someone's in front of you and you're tailgating and they brake because of a legitimate reason, you may not be so lucky uh, because that's not brake checking. That's called applying their brakes and you were following too close. It really depends on the situation. Uh, I see a lot of people with bike racks that cover the license plates. Is that legal? Doesn't it obstruct the license plates? You're absolutely right. It does. And it is not legal. It's a $110 fine. And, um, yeah, that's the story. Yeah, you should not be doing that. There are bike racks uh, that don't cover the plates. There are also bike racks uh, that have plate relocation kits involved so that you can do it. That's the right way to do it. Um, Yeah, that's the story. I'm looking for... Uh, just scanning because I see there's some stuff that came in afterwards. I'm just quickly looking to see if there is. Oh, so Scott got arrested for for not uh, doing the uh, uh, the heel to toe. Yeah, interesting. It, it, you know, that's obviously something your lawyer would would, would talk to things to to you would talk to the lawyer about. Uh, question about firearms being in a vehicle under 21, the difference for long guns and handguns. We don't generally get into uh, firearm stuff. Uh, if you have a firearms license, you would be very well versed in this uh, because it's all part of getting your firearms license. This is all stuff that you need to know. Right. And if you don't have a firearms license, then yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a problem. If you don't have a firearms license, uh, we're going to arrest you. It's a bad day at the office because uh, then then you shouldn't be having any firearms without a license. At 11.22, Sean. we got to call it. That's it. That's it for me anyways. Okay. I'm I'm quickly looking here. Uh, oh, test an earliest appointment. Okay, just looking here. Oh, we got zombie. Yes, zombie's got a dad joke. Any dad jokes? This is the time to submit them. Uh, <coughs> Akela saying goodbye already. Uh, saying stay safe. Remember, don't have a good day. Have a great day. And let's go. Let's go into zombie's joke. I like it. What do you call a spider with ten eyes? A spider. <laughs> like it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe I need a laugh track instead of the symbol, the hi hat. Uh, what do we got here? What's the Grinch's least favorite brand? The Who? Band, not brand. 
Didn't I say band? Did I say brand? You said brand. Oh, I meant, I, I don't know what I meant. Who are you? Who are you? Who? Yeah. Because um, it was the who's. The who's were the. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is actually a really good question. Hypothetically, if you were to unknowingly buy a car which is being revinned and you get pulled over, will the officer arrest the driver? It's entirely possible. Yep. Uh, if you bought a, I don't know, a Bugatti for, you know, 10 bucks, it turns out it was a stolen vehicle revenge, or or a reasonable number, but not one that would be reasonably acceptable. Like no one would expect a, a, a Bugatti to be a, an affordable car. So it is possible to buy a revenge vehicle that appears correct and is properly licensed and registered for the road. What happens when it gets found out that it is a revenge vehicle is, first of all, do you have any culpability on it? Or you, are you willfully blind to it? You mm. may get charged. If not, you're a victim. You've lost all your money, and you don't own the car yep. because that car doesn't exist. It, that car is a different car that somebody else owns or an insurance company owns. So could you be a victim? Yes. Could you be part of it? Yes. And it all so depends. Depends. And that's it. And that's it for the show. Uh, we will not be back tomorrow. I don't think we're doing it because we have a, we have a, a meeting tomorrow. Uh, so it's unlikely we'll be here, but we'll let you know when we are. Okay, it's decided. Friday is the next episode. Tomorrow, for sure not. I thought maybe we could squeeze one in after our meeting, but it's going to be an all-day affair. So no meeting tomorrow. No show tomorrow. Back on Friday. See you then for a Friday celebration. Uh, I'll miss you guys. I really will. Have a great one. Drive safe, drive sober, park legally. That's the message. See you soon.